0: Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 208. This episode comes out at the end of November, and I know from members in my community that the energy is high this time of year, and also it's a little chaotic. The end of the year is a super important time business-wise for many small businesses. Certainly most small businesses in my community, many of which are product-based, this is a very important sales time of year. So we want our marketing right now to really deliver for us. But creatively, if you're anything like me, you might be feeling just tapped out. So if you need some support planning your end-of-year marketing, today's episode is for you. My goal is to give you some good ideas on what to actually say in your marketing in order to get those big results. Now, fun fact, this is actually an encore episode. Sometimes we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes the way we can be of most use and of most value is simply to point people in the direction of something we've already created. So when I wanted to create this episode for you, I realized, wait a second, I already did. So I had already outlined this. I'm updating it a little bit, re-recording, but I'm bringing back mostly a previous episode all about content to create at the end of the year. All of these ideas are evergreen. They were good in previous years. They'll be good in future years. And I hope you enjoy them. So with that, today, here are my 15 content ideas for the end of the year to drive sales and build community. Okay, now before I get into the content ideas, I want to remind you that these ideas are good anywhere you want to use them. Yes, you can use them on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever platform you know your ideal customer hangs out on, use it there. But also you can use these ideas elsewhere. If you have a blog, if you have a podcast, if you certainly if you have an email list, email is one of my favorite things. So don't feel like you have to pick one platform for each of these ideas. One idea on this list could show up as all of the following. An Instagram carousel, a reel, a series of Instagram stories, an email to your list, please this, a blog post, and more. So make the most of your content by repurposing these ideas across multiple platforms. So let's jump right into the content ideas. Idea number one is behind the scenes. This is step-by-step, behind-the-scenes content on how your products or even your services are made. I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that your customers buy from you, yes, because they love what you make, but also because they love the fact that it was made by hand. For anyone who isn't skilled in whatever you do, the process of watching you create what you create behind the scenes is straight-up magical. For me, I have a stationary brand called Good Sheila. I designed all of my products in watercolor, and even though it seems boring to me, people love to watch the process of watercolor. Personally, I love to watch a hyperlapse of a jewelry artist putting a necklace together or a ceramicist creating a bowl on the pottery wheel. No matter how boring you might think your process is, even if you work on a computer, I assure you that it isn't. I've done hyperlapse videos of my screen while I type up podcast notes or edit podcast episodes. It is so boring to me, but people have enjoyed a peek into my process. Now, ideally, when you're recording these videos, you're showing yourself making something that is actually for sale so that at the end of the caption or at the end of the email, you can say, if you love how this turned out, it's available in the shop and even link up to it if you can. Bonus points here. If you share details about your process, how does it work step by step to create the things you create? What materials do you use? How did you learn to do what you do? This is just one item on the list, but it doesn't mean that this kind of content can only be created once. This is a beautiful way of reminding your ideal customer that your product is unique and special because it's handmade. And that's something worth reminding them over and over again. So this idea is really many ideas because you can use it many times. Idea number two is to package an order with me. When you get an order, film the process of packaging it up. This is another handmade is magic type of post or type of content, because I think we can all agree there's a huge difference between buying something from a huge corporation and getting it in the mail and then buying something from a small business. Include every piece of packing it up, any pretty packaging materials you use, your business card, tissue paper, your thank you note, anything that goes into packaging your product into a package that is a beautiful experience to receive. Show this in your piece of content, ideally video content like a reel, but you could also get some pretty photos of the final packaged item before you close the lid. Just like in the last tip, I'm hoping that whatever you're packing up is something that is available for sale online. Mention it and let people know how they can get it if it caught their eye while they watched you pack it up for someone else. Note here that hopefully it goes without saying that anytime you film something like this, make sure you're never showing a mailing address, a name, or any identifying information of the person who ordered idea number three is tips for using your product. So how can you educate your audience on using your product? The key here is to not make it a brand specific piece of content. So For example, don't say how to write a thank you card on good Sheila greeting cards. It would be how to write a thank you card. This makes it clear that it's just straight up a helpful, useful piece of information related to the category of product you sell versus a straight up sales pitch. We want this informational content to be helpful to our ideal customer, whether or not they buy from us. But the process of sharing this information will make them more likely to buy from you. So to give you some concrete examples of this kind of educational content, let's look at a few different maker categories. Greeting cards, you might say, how to write a thank you note, eight people you can write to today, how to make sure you're never behind on sending greeting cards. If you're jewelry, you could do how to take care of brass, gold, silver jewelry, etc. How to layer necklaces, how to mix metals in your style, how to dress up or dress down your jewelry, cute ideas for storing and displaying your jewelry. If you have a ceramics business, how to take care of your handmade ceramic mugs, how to safely store ceramics, 10 different uses for a ceramic tray, candles, how to style your candles on a coffee table, how to style your candles on a mantel, how to prolong the length of your candles, how to make sure you're buying clean, safe for the environment candles. Idea number four is the story of how your business started. So we all have a story and we tend to undervalue the power of it. I know that I do. The fact is, not very many people decide to go start their own businesses, and those of us who do, we usually have a reason for it. Maybe we love the art form. Maybe we just hate working for someone else. Maybe we want more time with our kids or financial freedom. Was there a moment you decided to take the leap? What did the process of starting your business look like? Is there a before and after you could describe from your early days in business until now? Where do you dream of your business going? There are so many stories here and thus so many different pieces of content you could create, but hopefully these questions have gotten your wheels turning a little bit. Idea number five, what impact do you want your business to make on the world? We all want to make money with our businesses. That's pretty much the definition of a business, but let's take it a step further. How do you want the world to be different as a result of your business? Maybe you donate to causes you believe in. Maybe you want to inspire your daughters to follow their dreams. Maybe you want to fill the world with a product that is kinder to the environment than whatever mainstream products in your category generally look like. There's no right answer. But one thing I know from making so many small business friends and working with so many of you is that most of us are looking to do something a little bit more than just make money. Share that. Idea number six is a roundup of bestsellers. Knowing your best sellers is super powerful for so many reasons, but one of the most obvious that I think we overlook sometimes is simply to share that with our audiences. Showing your audience which of your products are your best sellers is helpful all year long, but particularly in the holiday gifting season. Most of us are going to be buying gifts for people right about now, and buying gifts is hard. You know what makes it easier? When the brand can show you exactly what products people like the best. It's just a probability thing. If these are the products that most people like the best, the odds are whoever you're gifting to will like it too. People are social creatures, and no matter how much we try to be unique and be an individual, we tend to go with the flow. I can't remember the last time I picked a restaurant to go to dinner at without first checking the Yelp reviews to see what everyone else thought of the restaurant. If they liked it, what dishes were the most popular? I use this information to help me feel more comfortable giving them a try, and the same is going to go for your products or your services. Idea number seven is customer reviews or testimonials. Speaking of what other people say about your business, consider sharing some social proof alongside your products. And by this, I mean a quoted customer review or testimonial where they're describing how much they love your product and why. The same principle goes for sharing testimonials. Seeing someone else's super positive experience with your brand will help someone feel less risk in making a purchase from you themselves. If you don't have reviews or testimonials, it's pretty easy to get them. You just ask for them. You could reach out to people who have ordered from you in the past and say, hey, I'm collecting customer feedback to share. And if you're open to it, I would love to share your review. This is what I'd like to know from you. Most people probably won't take you up on this invitation, but you don't need to get an answer from most people. You just need a few powerful, glowing testimonials. And then with permission, you can share them everywhere. Social media, your website, email, the list goes on. Idea number eight is user generated content. One final suggestion on this social proof section of the list is to share user generated content, sometimes referred to as UGC. User generated content is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Content created by users. So this is marketing content, usually social media posts where the user of your product, the buyer, posts about the product. So if you make candles, maybe someone tags your brand in a beautiful photo in a cozy corner of their room. Maybe you make jewelry and someone tags you in a photo of themselves wearing your pieces. Ask them for permission to repost this content. Again, people tend to go with the flow and seeing other people buying your products and using them lends you credibility and helps people, especially new customers, trust you more. Idea number nine is a gift guide or many gift guides. Tis the season for gift guides. There's a lot of them floating around right now, but for good reason. Gift guides solve a real problem that people have, and that is the fact that buying gifts is hard. To design an effective gift guide, think about who your ideal customer is and who they might be buying for. Now think about the type of products you offer and look for a good fit between who your ideal customer is buying for and the products that you sell. There's a couple of ways to do gift guides. Either the guide contains a list of products you sell or your products are among a list of other products that would also be good for that target demographic. I prefer the second option, and then you can feature your amazing, talented business friends, but it's really up to you. The thing here is that the best gift guides are specific. Gift guide for women or gift guide for kids, in my opinion, are probably not specific enough to really call out to people. Here are some ideas for gift guides that will instantly attract someone buying for a person that meets that description. Gift guide for the artist, gift guide for hikers, gift guide for nature lovers, gift guide for dog parents, gift guide for minimalist, body positive gift guide, feminist gift guide, gift guide for new moms, gift guide for the foodie, and on and on and on. Your gift guide can simply be an Instagram post or an email, or it could be an actual guide on Instagram guides. It could be a blog post, whatever. Don't overcomplicate it. Just put some gift ideas out there in some format. Content idea number 10 is behind the scenes, your mess. Okay, here's one I really don't want to do, but one that I know connects with people share your mess. Unless you're one of those unicorn super neat makers or artists, most likely when you're making your product, it gets messy. For me, this looks like paint everywhere. Or maybe you're a fiber artist and there's little clippings of yarn everywhere. Maybe you're a jewelry designer and there's little metal pieces thrown across your desk. Let people see the unglamorous side of making. Again, one of the reasons that people love buying handmade is the humanity in it. Our products are not made by machines that are perfectly clean and systematized. They're made by people who make messes. Share it. Idea number 11 is a day in the life. One of my most popular Instagram posts I ever did was a simple hour by hour of a day in my life. I'm talking as simple as at 7 a.m. I woke up and had peanut butter toast with coffee at 730. I checked my email at 8 a.m. I started painting, etc. The holidays are an especially interesting time to do this because most of our plates are especially full. Maybe you're zipping around town, running errands with your kids, spending several hours making your products, dropping stuff off at the post office, having dinner with your family, and then possibly even jumping back on your computer to catch up on orders and orders. Again, people love buying from people and giving your audience this peek into your life will help them feel more connected to you. Idea number 12 is the story of a product. Do your products have stories? So when you look at a specific product, what made you design it? Were you inspired by something or by someone? A couple of examples from my own business. So I have a whole line of greeting cards called Floral Sentiments. In this collection, I painted a specific flower that symbolized whatever the meaning of the card was. So for example, the Agrimony flower represents gratitude. So that's the flower that's painted on a card that says, thank you. It's fun for me to tell the story of these plants and what they symbolize as I present these products. A different kind of story would be one of my products that has become a bestseller. It's actually probably the fastest and least thoughtful product I've ever created in that I whipped it up really, really fast just because I needed a birthday card, had an event coming up, and so I made it happen super fast. It turns out people loved it, and this taught me a lot about my tendency to think that only things I deem as perfect should be released into the world. That's actually not true. And in many cases, that's simply not true. And in fact, many of the products that I think are much closer to quote unquote perfect have not sold nearly as well as that one card that I did in just a few minutes. These stories offer a deeper look into the mind of the artist or the maker who creates your brand's products. Of course, this is a great opportunity to also link up whatever product you're talking about and let people know where they can buy it. Idea number 13 is what your ideal customer needs to hear right now. This time of year is stressful for everyone, whether you're a business owner or not. What does your ideal customer need to hear right now? I would guess that a message that takes some of the stress and the pressure off of the holidays would be a relief for almost all of our audiences. But you know your customer best. Think about what their life looks like for them right now. What's stressing them out, what they have on their plate and deliver whatever message you think would be most helpful, helpful for them to hear. Maybe it's a quote, maybe it's a mantra, maybe it's a reminder of what matters most. Maybe it's permission to just simply delete a bunch of things off their to-do list. Idea number 14 is content that supports other small businesses. So create a social media post encouraging your followers to tag their favorite small businesses, for example. This is such a simple type of post, but it does a lot of really wonderful things. It reminds people to support small businesses. It gets your audience to celebrate and lift up their favorite small businesses. It will probably generate a lot of engagement on your account, which tells the social media platform that people are interested in your content. It will introduce a bunch of new people to you because everyone who gets tagged on your post is most likely going to check out your profile and see what you're all about. This is really a win-win that will help get more eyes on your business as well as other people's businesses. And it is super, super easy to do. Idea number 15 is reflections on this year and what's next. So finally, this is the time of year for reflecting on the year we're wrapping up and making plans for the year ahead, both personally and in your business. A lot of these reflections and plans aren't things that we necessarily need to keep to ourselves. So you can involve your community in your business journey by sharing with them. I'm not saying you need to share your numbers or your tactical marketing plans, but big picture, what did you learn this year? What went well? What didn't go well? What are you excited about in the year ahead and what can people look forward to? That is my 15 content ideas for you to wrap up the year. I hope that you find something helpful in here and that you have a great year end season. I will, of course, be back next Tuesday with the next episode of Making Good. You can find the show notes from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 208. You can DM me on Instagram if you have other ideas or just to say hi. I'm over at Lauren Tilden. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful for your support. Here are a couple of ways you can give back to Making Good. I'd be honored for you to leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, send them the link. This episode is makinggoodpodcast.com slash 208. And finally, you can take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening to the episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. I would love to cheer you on. This episode was edited by Corinne Monaco of Just Peachy Illustration. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.